You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes, Jesus is Lord. How many people felt the presence of God? It was so tangible, so real. His presence filled this place. You know. Yeah. Why don't you just let's just pray just 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 a moment before going to the word. Father, just thank you. I bless your name. I praise you. Praise you for your people. Praise you for this time. This this opportunity to share your word, to bring your word to your people this morning. Lord, I ask that you will anoint these lips of clay. Lord God, my mind I bring before you. Lord God, my mouth and everything. Lord God, I just ask that you will speak through these lips of clay this morning. Let there be clarity. Let there be simplicity. Let there be understanding. Let there be transformation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God is good. Yes, it's good to be in the house. We started last week talking about the prayer of faith. We're talking about the prayer of faith. So we're going to build up on where we started last week. And the prayer of faith, like I said, is something, it's a prayer that I've not really heard being taught. Um, you know, we just, we just lump everything together. Prayer is prayer. And uh, mind you that every prayer requires faith. Okay? There's no prayer you should pray without faith. Because without faith, you can't approach God. He that comes to God must believe. Okay? You're, so, if, you, if, you're going, if you're taking a step towards God, the first thing you need is faith. So, there's no prayer that does not require faith. Every prayer requires faith. Okay? And I can give you different kinds of prayers. There are many types of prayers in the scriptures. More than ten of them. Okay? And they all have different principles. There are different principles that govern those kinds of prayers. For example, the prayer of intercession, there are different principles that govern the prayer of intercession. Okay? There's the prayer of petition. There are different principles that govern the prayer of petition. Okay? There's prayer of, um, of consecration. There are different principles that govern the prayer of consecration. There's prayer of supplication. There are principles that govern that kind of prayer. And I can go on and on. Each and every one of them is governed by different kind, different principles. There's even a prayer of praise and worship. There are different principles that govern that. There's prayer of thanksgiving. There are principles that govern that. But all of them require faith. All of them require faith. Many years ago, well, not too many, you know, but um, those days when I used to be my wife's Bible school teacher. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I first found her, 
uh, one, of the, one of the smartest things I did was to make sure that I got her into Bible school. And then I was one of her teachers. So, you know, you can't make it better. <laughs> and it worked for me. Amen. Yeah, so I used to teach 10 types of prayer. I used to teach 10 types of prayer. That was in the 90s. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So we've been on this journey for a while. Okay? Yeah. So, but today we're only focusing on the prayer of faith. Amen. We're only focusing on the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith is a, is, a, is, is a powerful prayer. And if you follow the principles, if you know how to um, follow the principles, you will enjoy the benefits of it. Okay? Yeah. So, um, I want to, let's, let's look at James. I think we started from James chapter, James chapter 5. In James chapter 5, and uh, James chapter 5, we read from verse, uh, what was the verse again? 14, thank you. James chapter 5, verse 14. Hmm? Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Isn't that encouraging? So in other words, there are some sicknesses that are a result of sin. If he has committed any sin, he will be forgiven. Okay? He will be forgiven. I remember years ago, um, there's this, this prophet of God, he's, been to, he's going to be with the Lord now, he was, he was sick. And as he, as he was so sick, and he started to seek God, and he asked the Lord, Lord, why am I sick? Why am I sick? And the Lord said to him, you, you are sick because you are being disobedient. So the Lord said to him, you are being disobedient. You are, you are not embracing your prophetic call. And you are not embracing your prophetic call. And because of that disobedience, the enemy, I have taken my cover off you. And so the enemy has had opportunity to afflict you. Because it was the doctors, they were trying to help him. Things were just not getting right. So the moment the Lord said that to him, he repented. And as he repented, he got healed instantly. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And sometimes there, 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 there are things we go through, and if we don't seek God, we don't seek God, we just assume. And uh, there are times we do things, we are the ones that give the enemy opportunities. He is not as powerful, but it is our um, either disobedience or ignorance or, you know, so many other things. But in this particular case, it was disobedience. And uh, he was called to the, to the fivefold office of a prophet, and he didn't want it because he, he said, no. I mean, prophets, there are just too many things that go with prophets. Even in our day, when you hear the word prophet, if somebody comes to me and says, I'm a prophet, the moment you say that, I, I, I just, there's a way, you know, <laughs> there's a way I view you. Yeah, if you have to tell me that you are a prophet, allow me to see it. Okay, allow me to see that you are a prophet. Then I, I can say, oh, okay, this person is a prophet. But if you have to come and say, I am a prophet, I don't take that serious. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, people that say they are prophets are not prophets, but I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, you get my point. Yeah. So he didn't want to, to step into the prophetic office because he felt that, uh, there were people, there were some kind of flaky people. There were people who lacked integrity. There were people who just had all kinds of, you know, all kind of, kinds of issues with them. And so he didn't want to identify with such people. And then also, he had, he had, read, he had read Kenneth Hagin on the office of the prophet and some of the persecutions that come to prophets, to genuine prophets. And he didn't want that as well. So, if you are a prophet and you don't get persecuted, I don't know the kind of prophet you are. Honestly, yeah. Go read the scriptures. Most of them were killed. So, those of you that want to be prophets, get ready. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Why am I saying that? Uh, because of this verse that says, if he has committed sins he will be forgiven. So the prayer of faith is powerful. It's powerful. And um, the prayer of faith, in fact, let me put it this way. Faith is so powerful. There's, where is a, is there any civil engineer in the house? I just want to ask a question. Maybe you can help me. Somebody give him a microphone, please. Um, yeah, okay. Ah. Oh, you're not the one. <laughs> no, she wants to help take the microphone. Yeah. So, who is there? Caleb. Is it Caleb? Yeah. I, want to, I just want to ask a simple question, really. It's not a complicated question. Um, Sorry for putting you on the spot, Caleb, but I just want to find out, like, for instance, if you want to blow a building, okay, you want to, um, if you want to, if you want to destroy a building, 
say about uh, maybe about four stories. Okay? Your mic is not on. Say it's about. Yes. Okay, say about four stories. If you want to break it, you, you normally use what? Explosives. Explosives. Okay, you use explosives. So for about a four-story building, how, do, how many explosives do you need? How do you... Obviously, I know it depends on the size and all of that, but give us an idea. Okay, you need, we'll need about 20, he says. Depending on each capacity. Depending on each capacity of the explosive. Yes. Okay, yeah. So for, for a four-story building, you need about 20 explosives, right? Depending on the capacity of the explosive, all right, to bring that building down. Now, um... The size of the explosives, how, like, in terms of millimeters, can you give us a picture? Okay. It will be like this. 100, 200 millimeters, okay. Now, the point, I'm trying to make a point here. All right, to bring down a a four-story building, right? You need explosive about this size, 200 millimeters, okay? But now, faith. Let's link it to faith. Faith, Jesus says, if you have faith like a mustard seed. A mustard seed, I think, let's say about three millimeters. That's a big one. Am I correct? Or maybe less, I don't know. But it can be, more, it can be up to five. It can, in fact, it's very small. Okay? That's, if you have faith like that, you can move Table Mountain into the sea. That's what Jesus told us. Is that not so? Yes. In Mark 11, let's go there. <laughs> so, why am I saying this? I want you to see the, the power. <laughs> Excuse me. The, and the, and the uh, potential of your faith. What your faith can do when you get it right. All right? So imagine a four-story building, you need <laughs> 20 explosives. So the, the, the explosive is not as powerful as your faith. That's what I'm trying to say. Your faith is more powerful. Your faith is more powerful than the explosive. So in Mark 11, 
23, Jesus says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Then he says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Amen? And then in Matthew 21, 21, still, still, talking, about, uh, still talking about faith. Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to this uh, fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Hallelujah. You will receive. And in Luke chapter 10, I don't want to go there. In Luke chapter 10, that's where he says, if, you, if your faith is like a mustard seed, you can pluck, you can uproot the mulberry tree. You can transplant things. So in other words, with faith, you can even transplant, you can transplant uh, a tumor. Hallelujah. You can move it from one body into somewhere else. Faith can do that. And there's so much faith can do. But we need to know how to use it. And remember I said to you that the prayer of faith, with the prayer of faith you are not addressing God. No. Generally, prayer is, is addressed to the Father, okay? Generally, prayer is addressed to the Father in the name of Jesus, okay? By the power of the Holy Spirit, generally. That's why when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, he said, pray, saying, our Father. So, biblically speaking, prayer should not be addressed to Jesus, and it's not to say you can't talk to Jesus, but I'm talking about prayer, okay? And prayer should not be addressed to the Holy Spirit, although you can talk to the Holy Spirit. You can commune with the Holy Spirit. And so when you look at the different types of prayer, you'll see how those, all this applies. But primarily, prayer is addressed to the Father. But when it comes to the prayer of faith, it's not addressed to the Father. It's addressed to the situation. So whoever says to this mountain, so you look at the mountain and you speak to the mountain. Okay? 
You look at the fig tree and you speak to the fig tree. And Jesus demonstrated that. Jesus didn't stand there and say, Father, please um, come and do something about this fig tree. That's religion. And that's what religion has done. It has messed up our thinking when it comes to spiritual things. So we need to know how to walk with God. If, if we're going to operate in the supernatural, these things must be common knowledge in our midst. I don't want to hear anybody, you know, coming and they say, maybe you find you have a, a demonic case and say, Father, please remove this demon. That, that's a wrong prayer. So prayer of faith is the kind of prayer you use to address demons and to expel demons. Are you getting my point? Yeah, you expel demons with the prayer of faith. If you can move a mountain, you can surely move a demon. Are you getting my point? If you can move a mountain, you can move sickness. You can move diseases. It's more powerful than the explosives. I've seen, I've seen them when they're you know, constructing roads and then they're putting all those explosives to blow, um, to blow the, the, the rocks and so on to make, make room for, for the road. And I don't know how many explosives they use, but they use a lot of them. A whole lot of them. Meanwhile, your faith, just one little bit, would have just moved, cleared that place for them. <laughs> I pray that in the, you know, as we, as we grow in our authority and we get to that place where we begin to operate, you know, where Adam used to, used to be before he fell, we would have that kind of power. But you see, we're not growing. We're busy with things that don't help us to grow. And that's why when you look at the church today and you look at your Bible and you see the early church, you wonder if it is the same God. If it's the same Holy Spirit that they receive that we receive. You wonder if it is the same Bible the same God. What is wrong with us? We need to get back. We need to get the power of God back into the church. Are you getting me? But there are ways to go about it. And, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate that people have gone into the occult and, 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 and you know, have you noticed that the occult, it's okay for them to, to, to operate in power. But then when it comes to the church, it's not okay. What kind of mess is that? Hmm? Why is it okay for the Sangoma to operate in the supernatural, but it's not okay for you? Why? That's why we need to learn faith. Okay? That would help us tremendously. 
and it's for everyone. It's not for pastors. It's for every one of you. Yeah. So the prayer of faith is addressed to the situation. Now turn with me to the book of John. Let's look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Then verse 13, he says, and whatever you ask in my name. Come on. Can you see that? Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. <laughs> Excuse me. I want you to notice here. Go back to verse 13. Right? He says, whatever you ask. Now, religion... This is how religion will interpret that verse. The re religion would say, whatever you ask the Father. Is that what he said there? Whatever you ask. So that includes the mountain you talk to. So if you ask the mountain to be moved... Jesus is saying, I will do it. So, Jesus is, he has, he has um, put his authority there. And he's standing behind that. And he says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. I will do it. There's another version that says, whatever you demand in my name. Whatever you demand in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified. Remember, Jesus is, is God. Now he's in his glorified state. And he can be everywhere at the same time. Okay? So if every one of us goes out and we start placing demands by faith. Jesus is saying, I will do it. So Jesus will be there, he will be there, he'll be there, he'll be there, making sure that what you ask is being done. So that's what the prayer of faith is about. This is also, it's, 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 it can be applied to the prayer of faith. So you look at that situation and you speak to it. But there are certain things you need to bear in mind for the prayer of faith to be effective. Okay? Number one, you need to be in faith. <laughs> you need to be in faith before you pray the prayer of faith. If you're not in faith. In, in other words, it's not, so, it's not a prayer that you start praying so that you can get into faith in order to move the mountain. That's the problem. <laughs> and that is why 
I'm saying to you that it's important for you to continue to build your faith. Don't stop building your faith because you don't know when you will need it. You don't know when you need to address a mountain. You don't know when you need to address a situation. I remember um, years ago, we were, we, we, we went to all night prayer. I was in London, and um, a friend of my wife, you know, we, we finish early hours of the morning, so I have to drop them, and then she was walking through this dark alley alone, going um, to her flat, and somebody accosted her and snatched her bag and was running. And she started chasing the guy. Arrest that guy in the name of Jesus. I arrest you in the name of Jesus. She's running after a robber. Now, well, you better know what you're doing. You don't, you don't just go and do it. Because, but she was in a particular state in the spirit, a particular state of faith. She was in a condition of faith. So because of that, she could demand. And you know, as she was running, following this guy, all of a sudden, somebody appeared in front at the, other, at the end of the alley and coming towards them. And this guy, huge, yanked the bag from this guy and pushed him away and then gave it back to her. And she wanted to turn to say thank you. She didn't see him again. He vanished. It was an angel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. She didn't pray. Oh, Jesus, do something. No, 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 no. She, she, immediately she took charge. I arrest you in the name of Jesus. I arrest that man. And Jesus said, oh, 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 oh. This scripture has to be fulfilled. Um... Angel, go and do it. Can you see? Yeah. <laughs> the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. It's powerful. So you must be in faith first. Now, some people mistake the prayer of faith with the prayer of hope. It's not the same. Now, the prayer of hope is a prayer that is looking, still looking at the future. Hmm? Yeah, the prayer of hope is looking at the future. But the prayer of faith, what the prayer of faith does is that it goes to the future and brings the future into now. So, the, but the prayer of hope is looking at the future and it's, you know, yes, I know Jesus is coming. You know, one day we're going to see him. We shall be changed. We shall see him as he is. And we can, we can pray about that. But it's always future. So some people, some people, when they pray, they think they are in faith, but they are actually in hope. 
Now, hope is not bad because hope is one of the ingredients for faith. Are you getting me? It's one of the ingredients for faith. That's why it says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay, so for faith to exist, there needs to be hope. That's why some time ago I was sharing with you the reason why sometimes some prayers don't get answered is because people have lost hope. So you are busy trying to, trying to get them to be, to be healed. Meanwhile, they've lost hope. So there's nothing for your prayer to work with because your prayer also needs hope. Okay? Yeah. So the prayer of faith is very interesting. I want you to become a master when it comes to the prayer of faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> so that you be like Paul, you know, in, uh, was it in Lystra? He was preaching. And then there was this man that was born crippled. And the Bible says that as he preached, Paul looked at him and he saw his eyes and he saw that he had faith to be healed. He said, rise up. He didn't say, oh, Lord, come down and touch this man. No, 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 no. That's religion. There's no power in that. <laughs> faith. So if you're going to pray the prayer of faith, you have to make sure you are in faith before you pray it. Okay? Does it make sense? All right. Make sure you are in faith. Because if you are in faith, then your prayers will be effective. So, but not only should you be in faith, right? Last week I said to you, the prayer of faith is a prayer you pray once and you don't need to pray. Why? Because it's done. But some people feel that, oh, but, you know, what if it is not done? You have to be in faith first. And that is not to say that, like I said to you, not every prayer is a prayer of faith. Every prayer requires faith. Okay? Um, so, you're already in a place where, number one, you are 100% certain that it is God's will. You cannot pray a prayer of faith without certainty that it is the will of God. So you need to be 100% certain that this is the will of God. The moment you say, if it be your will, that's not the prayer of faith. Okay? Yeah. So, if you are not sure of the will of God, take time. Don't rush to pray. Okay? Don't rush to pray. Take time to ascertain that this is the will of God. But then, one of the things, again, I can say is this. For you to pray the prayer of faith, you must actually be under the Lordship of Jesus. Jesus. 
He says, I'm a man under authority. I say to one, go, and he goes. He says, speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. He didn't even say pray. He says, speak the word. That's to tell you the kind of faith the centurion had. The centurion had faith, but he recognized that Jesus was under authority. Hmm? Yes. Luke 7, 8. For I, for I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. To my servant, do this, and he does it. You see? So you must be under lordship. If you're not under lordship and you're trying to pray the prayer of faith, it won't work. It's not going to work. So you end up performing religious exercises. It's not going to work. Why? Because in whose name are you praying? Is it in your name? <laughs> you see? If it is in the name of Jesus... You must be under his authority. If you're not under his authority, just don't bother. Don't bother praying. Because some people believe they have this um, notion that, you know, because Jesus has, has gone to the cross, he has saved us, he has done everything, so now it just doesn't matter how we live. We will just... We will just, you know, everything will just work out because Jesus has paid the price. Are you kidding me? Is that how it works? If you don't submit to Jesus, Satan will not submit to you. Period. It's that simple. He won't submit to you. Why should he submit to you? When he hates you and he wants to destroy you. Huh? And then you're, you're not submissive to Jesus because he can't, he can't resist the authority of Jesus. But he can resist you if you are in disobedience. You see? So that's why, that's why sometimes the prayer of faith doesn't seem to work is because some people are not under lordship. And that's why lordship is one of our core values. We stress that without any apologies that we must be under the lordship of Jesus. Glory to God. All right. So the prayer of faith is, is um, <laughs> there are so many things I'm trying to say to you at the same time, but God is helping me. Say thank you, Jesus, for helping pastor. <laughs> Amen, amen. Okay, let's go back to Mark 11. Mark 11, that's your favorite scripture. <laughs> 23, for I, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have Whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. Now I want you to notice there that there are different tenses. There are different tenses. Uh, I want to demonstrate something. 
this three of you come forward just face the congregation one okay so uh, this is the present okay um, this is the past this is the future alright so when you pray look at that scripture well it says no, the next, okay, let's read the next verse. Sorry, verse 24. Go to 24. It says, whatever things you ask when you pray. So, when, when you pray here, you ask. Okay? When you pray, ask. Then it says, believe. All right? Believe that you receive them. Okay? So, the moment you're asking here, you believe that you receive them, okay? And then you will have them. Here is the, here is the, the future. So, when you believe here, what happens is that faith goes here, okay? Because what you ask for is here. So, faith comes here and it takes from here and brings it here and when it comes here it's now past can you can you see that's how the prayer of faith works so whatever things you ask when you pray at the time of praying you must be in faith before you ask You must be in faith when you ask. And remember, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is. Not faith will be. Now faith is. So when you receive it, right from here, you've, you've dealt with all of this. You've taken this, and then now it's, it's passed. Okay, go to your seat. So that's a prayer of faith. Now there are many other principles. We'll, 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 still, we'll still deal with them. So that's why you need to not just, not just pray half-heartedly. So when you're praying, your, your whole being must be involved. If you are going to pray the prayer of faith and there is fear in your heart and there is doubt in your heart. In fact, if you read verse 25, he says, um, verse 25. Okay, you went to the Amplified. God bless you. <laughs> verse 25. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's here. I'm looking at the different screen. It says, and and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So you see, you want to pray the prayer of faith, but you have unforgiveness. It's not going to work. So your prayer, prayer of faith has to do with your relationship with God 
and it has to do with your relationship with people. So prayer of faith, you need to pay attention to what is going on in your heart. You know, I was quite surprised about, uh, about three weeks ago, I was talking to God. I just, just simply, honestly, I wasn't like praying hectic. I was just talking to God about something that I, that I felt that we need as a church you know I'm just asking the Lord Lord you know we need this we need this we need that and and then I forgot the following week the following week I was in George and we're having prayers and somebody walked up to me and said the Lord said I should tell you that he has made this provision for you you see I was just talking to the Lord. This, this will be good. We would, you know, this will be good for us. And I know you are trying, what is it? What is it? It's not your business now. <laughs> when the time comes, you will know. Yeah. But the Lord said, no, but I've made provision for that. If I have given this to you. That's, that's, that's what the Lord said. So, so the Lord tells someone to come and tell me. So can you imagine? Amen. I was there. Then the prayer of faith went to the future and now it's in the past. Hallelujah. Although it hasn't manifested, but it's in the past. Incredible. So after you pray the prayer of faith, there are faith principles that you need to also apply and that's why we miss it again so we just pray the prayer and then you know and then we throw caution to the wind and we don't follow faith principles so then that's how we model things up to be continued <laughs> hallelujah let's stand up on our feet hallelujah thank you Lord just, just bless the Lord just appreciate him begin to thank him. Thank him for the spirit of faith. Yes, for the spirit of faith that he has released unto you. You have it. You have faith which is more powerful than any weapon. It's more powerful than dynamites. It's more powerful than explosives. <laughs> Hallelujah. The faith you have I'm telling you, we are going to see great things in this land. We are going to see great things in this nation. Yes, by the spirit of faith, by the power of God's faith that is going to be released through you. Yes, you are going to see the impossible made possible. You will see the unimaginable. You will see the supernatural. You will see the extraordinary in your life. In your life, you will experience it. Thank you, Father. Lord, we bless your name. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your people. Lord, I speak, O oh Father. I command every doubt, 
and unbelief that has haunted and tormented your people. Every anxiety, I cast them out of their minds right now in the name of Jesus. Let your peace that passes all understanding guard their hearts and minds. Let their senses not deceive them. Let them not allow their senses to deceive them. Let them not allow the devil to deceive them. Thank you, Lord. Let there be more understanding, even on this matter that I've shared with them. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. And I give you glory. In Jesus' name. Now, if you want to give your life to Jesus, just raise your hand and I'll pray for you. Is there anybody, you want to receive Jesus, you want to get born again? Okay, God bless you, I see that hand. Is there any other person? All right, and also those watching, watching online, you want to give your life to Jesus, just repeat this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. Jesus, I open up my heart and I say, come in and make your home in me. Make me a brand new person. Forgive me my sins and make me a new creation. Give me a heart that loves what you love and hates what you hate. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray pray, oh Father, for all those that are praying this prayer. I break the power of sin. I break the power of oppression in the name of Jesus. I break it over them. I break it over their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, I release your kingdom over them. I declare their sins forgiven even according to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.